You're listening to the Caffeinated Reform Podcast, where you get your daily dose of soul-awakening truths from God's written word. I'm your host, Jeral, and for today's podcast, we will be continuing our exposition in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 to 10, which is entitled, Redemption in Christ. Number four, the wisdom of redemption. Paul continues in verse 8, God's rich grace is lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. Now this verse is quite difficult to interpret. Many commentators have different interpretation of what this in all wisdom and insight refers For example, in John MacArthur's uh, Ephesians commentary, he said that wisdom and insight is part of the result of our redemption. That is, God not only gave us forgiveness, but also wisdom and insight. Now, it could be. But let me give you what I think the closest interpretation of this passage. If you look at the language of the text carefully, It seems to suggest that Paul is praising God for his wisdom and insight displayed in our redemption through the blood of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 1 verses 22 to 25, Paul said that for the Jews demands signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified a stumbling block to the Jews and a folly to the Gentiles. But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man, and the weakness of God is stronger than man. What this, what that means is that the cross of Christ, which, which seems foolish to the world, is wiser according to the apostle paul the message of the cross is wiser than all of the wisest men combined because on the cross we see the display of god's brilliance in accomplishing our redemption through the blood of his own son which no intellect of man can ever surpass those who have and will embrace the message of the cross, though the world may think that you are foolish, you are the wisest. For the wisdom of this world can give you nothing but death. The wisdom of God on the cross can give you redemption from sin. I pray that as we go through this pandemic, you may be wise enough to embrace the wisest message of all, Christ and Him crucified. Number five, the revelation of redemption. Now in verses 9 to 10, the Apostle Paul tells us that God revealed to us the fullness of His redemptive plan in Christ. It says, making known to us the mystery of His will according to His purpose. 
Now, the mystery of his will here refers to God's revelation that has been previously hidden. Now, in the Old Testament, God's revelation is partial and progressively revealed. But now, that mystery is revealed fully in Christ, making known to us, it says, the mystery of his will according to, the, to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ. In other words, God has revealed to us his redemptive plan, and that plan centers on Jesus. And what is that plan? Verse 10, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things, things in heaven and things on earth. But this verse teaches that there is a cosmic dimension in God's redemptive plan. In other words, it is not only us will be redeemed, but also the entire creation will be redeemed. In Romans 8, we see that in verses 19 to 23. Listen to what, the, what Paul said here. For the creation waits eagerly, with eager longing, for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves. We have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoptions as sons the redemption of our bodies. So we see that in Adam, paradise was lost. But in Christ, that paradise will be restored in the fullness of time. Now John Stott, in his commentary, said that in the fullness of time, God's two creations, that is his whole universe and his whole church, will be united under the cosmic Christ who is the supreme head of both. What this teaches us, brethren, is we are now living in the tension of the already but not yet in our redemption. In other words, we are already redeemed in Christ, but we do not yet experience the fullness of it. But one day, we will in the final consummation. Now John Calvin said that redemption is the first gift of Christ that is begun in us and that the last that is completed. And brothers and sisters, we long for that completion. So as we end, as we end this series of uh, our series in, in this passage, I want, you, I want to point you back to verse 7, which says, In Him we have redemption. In Him. It is in Christ that this blessing of redemption is received. 
You cannot have this blessing of redemption if you are outside of Jesus Christ. You cannot have, you cannot have the blessing of forgiveness if you are not redeemed in Christ. You cannot have the riches of God's grace if you will not by faith beg God for his riches in Christ. Humanity has the greatest problem and that is the problem of sin and Christ is the solution to that problem. I implore you my listeners come to him come to him and he will receive you into his arms. <music>